The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Raising capital or taking your business to the world? Investment Fix has everything you need to make it happen. This season, we're exploring the US market, the opportunities it offers, what it takes to grow a business there, and the best way to approach investors. The Investment Fix Podcast. Tune in today. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Alex and I have... Um two jobs that we're currently neglecting to do to do this no 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 we work hard so enough if you in my cricket job. team i'd drop both of you <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't even make it to the ground <laughs> uh you are back with the offspin cricket podcast my name is alex bray and simon i'm afraid i have a confession to make which might limit my ongoing involvement in this podcast gone i'm a football guy now i've heard about this i'm sorry you can be both i'm sorry it's tough though isn't it it's tough i mean uh, i was sort of i felt like after the 2019 world cup final i've been chasing that high ever since of what a perfect sporting experience feels like and I feel like I had that with the Wellington Phoenix, and I, I don't know. I mean, there are some big cricket games coming up, but I don't know. Will it top it? But you know, I think that's unfair because you haven't, and you can't go to a live cricket game uh, over the next you know, mm. month, which is this, this pinnacle of the, of the test game. You know, you're in and out of uh, Sky Stadium in, what, two hours? Yeah. You're going to get to yeah. spend 15 days in a row with the Black Caps coming up. Yeah, that is true. That is true, actually. And The um, forecast, long-term forecast, is looking really good um, for England as well. So pick yourself up a flagoon from the beer spot. <laughs> yes. Official sponsors of the Offspin. They're in five locations around Auckland. They're, one in Morningside is our local. Mm. Uh, they've got over 40 beers on tap. Um, the June Brew Buddy in Morningside is Citizen Collective. Delicious. And they've got food trucks there as well. So I've actually, it may be, it may only be quarter to 11, but I've picked myself up a beer. You sure have. And uh, I'm going to pour myself a um, fresh yeah, glass actually, right now. Actually, we, uh, we had an inter-office pub quiz at the, at the morning beer spot, uh, morning side beer spot uh, the other week, and it was mean. Awesome not morning beer. It was in the afternoon. It was in the afternoon. We're not. We're not that kind of podcast. Um, so yeah, those, those 15 days of cricket coming up, uh, one of them starts tonight. New Zealand is playing at Lords, kind of a low-key build-up for a game at, at Lords. Well, I think, you know, the last time we hung out in the podcast studio, we were discussing whether the IPL was going to get called off. We were. We it were. did. That was Matthew very Hayden had a, in hindsight, I think. That Matthew was, Hayden was well had a meltdown. Uh, you know, really didn't want to spend three weeks in the Maldives or whatever he had to do. Um <laughs> The privilege, oh Imagine my gosh. Imagine getting to spend three weeks in the Maldives. And, How and, good. And having a tantrum about it. Yeah. I hope that ruined his whole experience. Yeah, me too. Um, and tonight we are expecting a test match debut for Devin Conway. 
which is very exciting. Huge if you look at his stats, you know, people talked about him having a little bit of a purple patch, but it's like a purple career mm. Uh, mm. so far. I'd love to learn the etymology of um, purple. Oh, is it because it's regal? I'm not sure. Is anything to do with prints? Yeah, I have no idea. I've Purple guanas? Yeah. Yeah, they were a very regal drink. Um, yeah. No. <laughs> I wonder if the beer spot has uh, pur- purple goanas on, on tap. I think the beer spot is a little bit better than purple goanas on tap. <laughs> I Every year I drink purple goanas on Prince's birthday. Oh, no way. That's lovely. Um, yeah. So, I mean, with, with uh, this podcast, what we're going to be doing is... Uh, we're going to do recaps of all of the England versus New Zealand tests, so two of them. Uh, but we're also going to live, well, not live as such, but we're going to podcast at the end of every day uh, of the World Test Championship final. And it, it is going to get increasingly messy. So I it's think. on the record now. We're committed. We're committed, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so if you do want to, uh, if you do want to follow that on our awful journey into the depths of hell that that will be, uh, please subscribe to the podcast. Share uh, it with your mum. Share it with your mum. Uh, f- get it in your in your Spotify feed. Is that how it works? You can do that. Yeah, you can do that. Um, we've also got to make a shout out to the spin-off members who is helping us helping us make this podcast. Thank you to spin-off members for all the contributions that you give. Because it's literally a lost leader. We, we, you know, we should be doing better things with our time right now, but um, the spin-off members are uh, yeah. paying for us to be in here. I more prefer to think of it as, um, as uh, cricket being life. And uh, and the spin-off is being all about life. And so, of course, it has to include some cricket, even if it's a wholly unprofitable thing. Except for our friends at the best spot. Are you planning on staying up all night tonight? Uh, probably not tonight, but my uh, my wonderful partner is uh, going write away the for the long weekend. And so Friday, Saturday, Sunday, if the game's still going on, I'm going to be. I'm going to be. It's nice that it's a long weekend. It's beautiful for the for this test. I'm very excited to see Kyle Jamieson bowl on the Lord's slope. Mm. New Zealand's Glenn McGrath, who can bat. Mm. 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 It's, it's exciting. Cricket's back. Cricket's test. Back. Cricket's back. Cricket's back. It almost never went away, but you know, never does. Yeah. Um, we should talk about the guests that we've got coming on. Very, very exciting guest, a, you know, extraordinarily talented and experienced cricketer and chef. And chef. It's like a Venn diagram of everything that you love in life. Perfect circle. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also want to make a shout out to uh, The Bear Spot. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Shout out to The Bear Spot. Shout out to The Bear Spot again, but also shout out to uh, Justin Latif. He's one of our colleagues. He is a local democracy reporter covering South Auckland, and he put us onto this guy, whose name is Kit Pereira. He spent uh, 15 years travelling back and forth between the UK and New Zealand playing club cricket. He's coached a whole lot of first 11 teams at, at high schools. He has been heavily involved with a whole lot of people who went on to become black caps. He is, by all accounts, an amazing cook. So he, and he, but he worked with, at Newland Suburbs, he worked with Martin Guptill, mm-hmm. Jimmy Neesham, mm-hmm. Jeet Raval. I mm-hmm. think he was part of Jeet Raval's sort of um, 
acclimatization yeah, and integration yeah. into New Zealand using cricket as a tool when he first arrived from India. Yeah, and uh, HS Patel. Who may or may not be making a debut tonight. Indeed. Not, not debut, but playing tonight. Yeah, yeah. Lord's debut, I would say. That'll go. Yeah. Thank Good save. That counts. Um, so, yeah, uh, this is, we recorded this a little bit of time ago, but this is the chat that we had with uh, cricketing, local cricketing legend, Kit Pereira. I'd, I'd, I'd put him in the legend category. Definitely a legend. Okay, so our guest today is uh, is someone who you might not have heard the name of, but you'll definitely have heard the names of a lot of people that he's worked with. And uh, he's someone who, uh, for whom I would say cricket is life, and life is cricket, and the the connections between the two, and the lessons that can be drawn out of it is, uh, is something that we're really keen to talk about today. So, uh, thank you for joining us, uh, coach, former player, chef, and all sorts of other things. Kit Pereira, how are you? Good morning. Nice to be here. Um, so I just wanna I wanna get into your. Um, backstory a little bit, but I just teased some big names that people will have heard of at the top of the show. You've been involved with coaching, uh, including working with uh, some young players like Jimmy Neesham, Jeet Raval, Ajaz Patel, and Martin Guptill. That's right. Yes. And I, I want to ask, because we look at international cricketers and, and you know they're obviously amazing at what they do, I want to ask, which one of those four was the least naturally talented cricketer who you had to do the most work with uh, to get them to get the most out of their talent? Should I be saying this? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, no, I, don't no. know. Um, I say they're, they're all different in their own way. Um, uh, Jitrava came from India when he was 16, mm-hmm. couldn't speak a mm-hmm. word of English, and he had to, to uh, fit into the culture. Yeah. And uh, we put him through Avondale College, and even though he was very talented, I, mean, I remember the first day when he arrived at Eden Park with Michael Bates bowling to him and Michael Bates said to him, what do I do to this little kid? Do I go you know, fast or slow or softly? So I said, well, just take it easy. And then Jitrawal just drove the ball past Michael Bates. And I mm. thought, geez, where's this kid? He looked like a little ganguly. Right. And right. Uh, so he was naturally talented, but he, he had his own challenges to fit into the New Zealand culture. And cricket was a great catalyst for that, to put him through that, the, the, the New Zealand way of life, through mm. cricket. And... Uh, I said the least talented, I guess the one who worked the most hard, it took us, took him 10 years to make the Black Caps, is Ajis Patel. Right. And he right. was uh, a great story behind him. He was an opening bowler. Yeah, he used to be a for, seamer or something. Yeah, uh, for when Auckland under-90s won the Nationals. But he just stayed at that height, didn't quite get, gain any, any, any height. And so he wasn't tall enough, but he swung the ball and he turned himself into a left-arm orthodox. Left Auckland because he wasn't getting anywhere with Auckland cricket, and uh, went to CD and never looked back. But it took him ten years to become a black cap. Mm. At the now, right. he, now he might be playing in the World Test Championship. Totally, final. and I, I got a good feel about him. I mean, he performs well overseas. I think he's a little bit unlucky not to get enough game time in New Zealand. He's considered mm. as a more mm. of an overseas uh, player because he doesn't turn the ball as much, but. He's, so he's worked out. It's a great example of, you know, keep at it, keep at it, and and you'll get there. I mean, he's 30 when he made the New Zealand Black Caps. And so he, he took him the most out of the four to to get there. And and I understand you've, uh, you can 
claim a, a, a little bit of credit for the turnaround uh, in another one of those players in, in the turnaround of Jimmy Neesham, who was this time a couple of years ago was very, very down and out. Yeah, I mean, Jimmy, it was very interesting. I mean, he, you know, on debut, he, you know, he was, you know, back-to-back hundreds. Mm. And his first hundred wasn't that recognised because the bloke at the other end got 300 <laughs> against India. And then he turned and got another hundred against West Indies. And, you know, not many people done that. So he went from there to come back and... I guess Otago cricket at that time, I'm not sure what was happening there. He, next thing you know, he's not only dropped from the Black Caps, he's dropped from the Otago team. And I'm looking at the, the scorecards, he's not getting any runs and he's sort of disappeared for a while and uh, finally managed to get back to Suburbs England Cricket Club. That's where it all started for these boys mm, um, mm. with the, our one-on-one cricket academy. Mm-hmm. I was a premier coach there, then I became the one-on-one player development. And so Jimmy came back. It took me five minutes to work out what's wrong with his uh, technique. What was wrong? It was his alignment was wasn't right, and um, all the experts were telling him a million things, and it wasn't working for him. Uh, but the the beauty of knowing a player from a very young age, you know the technique because you've seen it in and out. It, it changes, it fluctuates because they go to different coaches and and they do different things. But uh, one thing never changes is that the mindset. I know exactly what's in their mind mm. by looking mm. at their body language. So we fix the alignment, but it took a while to get through to the, the mental side of things. He turned got a couple of 90s before the end of the season for Otago. And then we went to work in the winter months and heading towards uh, the Black Caps. I think the turning point was when we worked hard and he got in the Black Caps. And that return to Black Caps, ironically, was against Sri Lanka and he hit five sixes. <laughs> one over was a guy called Pereira. And everyone's giving me a hard time saying, is he related to you? Yeah. I said, no, not, not at all. Um, but so Jimmy and I went to work quite a bit. And I remember one session in the winter months, he hit one ball past me. And he walked up to me and said to me, where did that come from? And I said, well, it's always in you. It's just a matter of getting it out. So it's a really good lesson for all the players that everything flows from within. Why, why do you think it is that that cricketers are so susceptible to crises of confidence and, and collapse in self-belief. Do you know what it is? It's a, I've been doing a lot of research and study on this, the psychology of a player. I mean, I mean, elite athletes at that level, they do need that mentoring and mm. someone who can trigger the right um, senses of self-belief. One of the things with cricket is that the fear of being dropped from the team and as a result you don't perform mm. you know um the the nerves are there but it's how you got to con- you got to learn how to control the nerves nerves come i'll give you a good example ages patel said to me he, he he's got the ball in his hand this red thing at top of the marker his his, his left hand was shaking really his bowling hand because he's <laughs> bowling the first ball for new zealand in Sharjah against pakistan he sort, of, he sort of managed to get there and just get the ball out of his hand and sort of got better and better and better. And um, But answer to your question is, why do cricketers go through, I mean, some have mental breakdowns. Mm. You know, one mm. of the cricketers from England in there. It's a deeply mentally tough sport, it, it isn't is. it? It is. It's a mentally draining sport unless you know how the mind works. And once you understand how the mind works, you, you learn to be in the now. Mm. So it's cricket is played with one ball, one ball only. It's this ball. 
So with the program, I've learned a lot from coaching these guys and coming through, and I'm always learning. And um, one thing I'm teaching the young kids that come in through, the, the, the young kids are very, very open to learning and they absorb everything. Um, we, I teach them we live in the now, and it's a philosophy. Cricket, to me, is a philosophy. Mm, mm. So when you apply the philosophy of life into cricket and cricket philosophy into life, it sort of works very well together. So you learn to be in the now. So it's a form, it becomes a form of meditation. So you're not going too far. It's this ball that you can get out, not the ball before, not the next ball. Mm, it's mm. this ball that you're going to get hit for a six or you're going to get a wicket. So at the top of the mark when you're bowling thinking, am I going to get this right? You won't get it right. So we, we stay in the now and we train the brain at training and we become mindful at training. Does that make any sense? Absolutely. It, it, it kind of reminds me of um, you know the things I'm trying to achieve when doing things like meditation in my mm. sort of personal life. And do you find you apply those same principles, that same philosophy to a 12-year-old as you do to Jimmy Nation? Um, we do, but in a very different way. I, I work with numbers with kids, and kids learn from numbers. So we have this thing where we make it quite uh, fun and competitive. So we, we get a whole lot of kids, and I'll put a, um, give a good example. Uh, we put a cricket ball on top of off stump, mm. right? And we line him up and say, run up and see if you can hit that ball up, but you must land the ball before you hit that ball. So we do this target practice and, you know, out of 10, how many did you hit the target? How many did you get? So what it comes with, the brain goes zooming into hitting the target as opposed to at the top of the market saying, am I going to get this right? Quite often when I give them the, this, this um, uh, challenge, they all, um, they don't quite function. They, they, they run up, they stop, uh, they look to hit the target and I say, whoa, whoa, whoa. If you're trying to get it right, you won't get it right. Just trust the process, hit the target. Mm, mm. So they're the words. So we use a lot of words to be in the now. Uh, I use the word, so mind interrupting pattern thought. So if the, when the subconscious comes into that nervous state, we constantly, consciously interrupt that pattern of thought by saying now. Now means there it is, that, that target, we're going to hit that. So what happens with the 12-year-old, we're not going to go to mumbo-jumbo and mind-boggling <laughs> stuff that they don't understand. They are still 12. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but, yeah. we, um, but one of the things that we do do a lot is that we, um, we keep a track on their, their progress. So we, out of a session, we'll say 100 balls, they've hit 30 on the target. So we keep a map of where they're heading because that map becomes their blueprint, because when they're down and confidently saying, well, well, hold on a minute, I've actually done that before. There's no reason why I can't do it. It's, it's You lose everyone, otherwise it'd be boring. Everyone goes through that. It's mm. a normal process. The world's best athletes go through that, right? That, that, that there's something in the mind comes in, you know, one opposition somehow gets in front of you and knocks you down, and then how do you get up again? Well, it, it strikes me that... Um with what you're talking about there, it strikes me that people have this impression of cricket as a game that lasts forever and time just drags on and drags yeah. on. But really, what it is, is a whole lot of very uh, 
individual highly instinctive moments where things happen very very quickly yeah. and you don't even really have time to think about it it's 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 an autopilot mm. it really is most of it um if you look at it now the the game's changing rapidly it's going at a fast pace the t20 mm-hmm. it's a bit of a show and quite interestingly this is what i found a parallel between t20 and test cricket why do players struggle in test cricket and yet they perform in T20 or mm, vice versa, mm. different types of players. So there's one, one thing that I recognise is T20, everyone accepts the fact that you're going to get hit when you're bowling. You know, if, if, you, if you're average, you know, if, if you're going for, going for about six, six, seven and all in a particular game, you've done well. But if you're going at 15, that's not so good. Um, so, you know, so they, they, they're trying to hit targets. They're trying to hit the yorker, the slow bounds of variables. But if you look at that, the, the players do well in test cricket. They bring that format into the test game. Um, I remember that Ashes in, in England. Um, gosh, what's the, the, the all-rounder New Zealand? New Zealand-born all-rounder oh, of England. Oh, Ben Stokes. Ben Stokes. Yeah, yeah. That, you know, and there were nine. He played, he played a test innings to start yeah. off with. He played, a, he played a one-day innings. Then he finished it off with a T20, but in a test match. Yeah. So that's why the test cricket is moving so rapidly, quickly. I mean, test cricket is going to be over in three or four days, uh, you know, mm-hmm. even, mm-hmm. you know, if the two teams don't quite match up. Um, so test cricket is actually not that boring anymore. But I like test cricket over all the formats because it's a test of character. Indeed, indeed. And, you know, you've got to bet time, you've got to bet uh, sessions, you've got a ball sessions, you know, you know, it's a nice hot day, you think, Jesus, I'm not going to get out here, you know, let these guys run around the paddock and, you know, and it's just before close of play and you, you dare not get out or just before lunch and all these things come into play, whereas one day in T20, particularly in T20, it's a, it's a game of numbers. You yeah. know. I just can't imagine trying to take a, you know, trying to be ready to take a slip catch <laughs> on the afternoon of day four or something. Oh, totally. And particularly if you've been in the sun. There, yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. where the concentration comes in, you know, you switch on, switch off. Can you, do you think you can teach that sort of mental side of the game or is it something that people either have or they don't? You, you can practice that uh, at training. We give them more concentration things. We, we, we often talk about how to concentrate. It's no good telling a kid, you know, come on, come on, you've got to concentrate. Mm, mm. So this kid will try really hard to focus on something and his brain will get tired. It's a muscle. So we, we teach them, you know, you've got to trigger the brain. So I, I was at Gully. I will talk away and look around, see who's outside, whatever. We talk away. And when the ball is in the run-up, i sort of half getting ready. When he's only halfway through the run-up, Ask, say to myself, this ball's coming to me, mm. and I'm ready, and I switch off. Mm. And the same thing with batting. I mean, it's, it's incredible, isn't it, to think that, you know, Steve Smith is a great example for Australia, an orthodox style, interesting character, very frigidy, but he'll bat and bat and bat. He's yeah. got this amazing levels of concentration. And particularly that particular innings when he got that double 100 in England, the start was horrible. The ball was doing all sorts of things. He often looks very, very horrible at the crease. Totally. It's true, but <laughs> you know, but you know, the wicket was doing it. So going back to the art of concentration of the kids is that the other thing is what I'm finding with a lot of the kids is that they they're living in the fast moving, 
changing world of technology, they want everything quick and fast. Mm. Right? They, otherwise, they find it boring. So that's why, you know, Auckland Cricket, we've got these nine-a-side T20s for the kids. It's working. When he first came in, I, I thought, what the, where is this going? We've got short pitches, short boundaries, mm. fast and furious, exciting, lots of runs run scored, and um, it keeps the excitement light. And the other thing is that T20 has become a, a very marketable product. It has, yeah. You, uh, you talk a bit about um, cricket etiquette, yeah. and I, I find that a really interesting um, uh, concept, as it were. How, how did you come to learn about cricket etiquette, and, and how, how has that sort of shaped your life? Well, I was very lucky. I mean, I, I've been to some amazing institutes. Born in Sri Lanka, we, we, we play cricket on the side street. You know, cardboard box was the stumps, and that was made out of a coconut brush. Well, we played cricket. <laughs> but we've had, uh, because Sri Lanka's a British colony, and we had a lot of English teachers from England there. And, in fact, Tony Gregg was in Sri Lanka. No way. A young Tony Gregg, yes. As a teacher? Yeah. Huh. And, um, but when I went to England to join my parents, and I, you know, played for London schools, and the next thing I know I was, at a cricket scholarship, then all of a sudden Mike Brealey was my mentor. What, the former England yeah. captain? Who and who's was... the, he happens to know all about the brain. Yes. Yeah. And Fred Titmus, Fred Truman at Lords, and we had, uh, I remember meeting Alec, Sir Alec Betzer in his 80s, wow. you know, who captained England. So, and also being at those clubs, um, I played for North Middlesex, that was established in 1875, and I managed Hornsey Cricket Club, which is in the same neighbourhood, 1865. But you meet, I learned a lot about the game of cricket in the, in the clubhouse, mm. in the pavilion. Mm. Um, but, but we were taught the, w- what cricket means. So I put my own spin off on it. I was thinking, I do a lot of deep thinking. And, and it came to me, I said, well, cricket is a way of life. It's a philosophy. Because the, the, the real lessons in cricket is actually, if you apply to everyday life, you, you stand in good feet to play a great innings of life. Mm. You know, mm. um, we're doing this program at the moment. I put the word life uh, in one of the lessons, and underneath uh, we wrote the greatest innings. <laughs> you know, so the kids sort of looked at me and said, "What are you talk- What are you on, mate?" And I explained to them, you know. You know, you're going to get bounces that time. You're going to get run out without facing a ball because some other idiot's going to stuff you out of sight from the other end. <laughs> Umpire's going to give you up because he, he happens to be the ballless father. <laughs> 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 it happens in cricket, yep. junior cricket. <laughs> it does. It really does. You know, you've got to accept that, you know, um, that, that you know, uh, unfairness comes into life and you got to get up and go. My dad would give me out because he was my father. That was the problem I suffered from. <laughs> there, yeah. <laughs> Revenge coaching. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, so Good way uh, of keeping you humble, though. So Didn't etiquette. Um, let me go back to the word etiquette. Cricket yeah. etiquette. It's a. Yeah. I mean, the the guys used to take the Mickey out of me when I was coaching premiers at suburbs. You know, he used to call me Mister Etiquette. Oh, here comes Mister Etiquette. Because <laughs> I used to say, I used to use the word a lot, but unfortunately, what's lacking nowadays is. All the modern coaches are not being taught what cricket etiquette is, from the dress, timekeeping. What is etiquette? Well, you know, politeness, be mm-hmm. on time, be well dressed, be respectful, you know, be fair, and you know, and 
the the list goes on, and a lot of the guys rock up now. You know, they're they're not appropriately dressed to coach. So, uh, accordingly, the kids are the same. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, when you see, I I go to different games in junior cricket just to have a look what's going on, and I mean, you see a team rock up with, you know, immaculately dressed, and and the coach is there accordingly. You know, um, I know one guy, Ian Trot, who coaches uh, now the Grammar First Eleven, who's coached. Um, Pioneer Premiers. He's always seen his whites. He's a very old traditional. Even old as man. a coach. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. It's intimidating when people show up looking good, though. You know. Totally. It is. You won. You, you half won the game. <laughs> um, so I, uh, we're we're sort of coming up to close to our time, but um, I'm keen to just hear more about the. Um, the coaching program that you're doing at the moment for, for kids in, in sort of low-decile schools yes. and, and giving them some opportunities. Absolutely. So it sort of started with trying to do a program to Evendale College. That didn't work, unfortunately. Not going to go into recent list of why. Uh, but there were a lot of kids from that school and West Auckland schools are struggling. Uh, bec- uh, uh, Kelston boys don't have any cricket anymore. You know, they were one of the mm-hmm. top schools. So with my connection, so Queen Street Cricket Club is a foundation that gives money to Lotus High schools and good, and they also sponsor individuals. Um, so one or two individual people in the board is Christ College Old Boys and one of them that I used to coach at first level when I was at Christ College. So, so we are now looking at putting through uh, 60 boys and 30 girls from within West Auckland. And it's free. Yeah. Um, Invitations will go out to schools. Uh, We tried it out in term one, have a good idea what's going on. And uh, then there will be a trial process and a picking process. And if you, I'm sure it will be more than 90 will turn up to to trials. Um, uh, The the whole idea is to do a 10-week winter program and a 10-week summer program. And one form of... uh, getting the money raised is to use my cooking skills and have a have an annual fundraising dinner <laughs> with big corporates that pay big money and so we were, in one night we're going to raise 10 weeks worth and the other one we will get it from the, the sponsors what, what's on the what's on the menu when you when you put something like that out oh it will be a quite a lovely sri lankan menu with <sighs> king prawns and beautiful uh, but going back to the program it's uh, it's the, the, it's called Life Through Cricket, uh, Kipra Cricket Academy, and underneath it says Shaping Lives and Building Futures Through This Wonderful Game. So we give them life skills as well as cricket skills. Some will go and play for New Zealand, and oh, everyone will become great citizens and high achievers. Great citizens is a really interesting way yeah, of looking at it, totally. I think. I think that's that's the key because everything's you know I I'm a, I'm a great believer everything stems from within. So if you got a good mind, and you're you got a good way of thinking, everything else looks after itself. Mm. Well, it has been absolutely fantastic having you on uh, to talk to us about this. Uh, just before you go, do you have a pick for for the Test match starting tonight and for the for the World Test Championship Ooh, final? Yeah, it's a very interesting one. I think it's that Lords. First one, so uh, I think England probably got the upper hand, but I think uh, we we will give him a good nudge. But I think 
we got the best preparation having two tests going into the work. I, I back Absolutely. our our team to win. We got to win something after last effort. We were robbed <laughs> off that World Cup final. I I couldn't believe it got to Lanishim out there. I mean, I. I yeah, yeah, you're connected. I was to a both mess. I I was oh. on the I was on the motorway, and if the wind wasn't blowing the right direction, I would have gone over the bridge. But I <laughs> I sort of turned around in the other way. Anyway, yeah. I think we will we will win this one. Um, well, you've got to think so, don't you? So yeah, yeah. Be I nice mean, to be the first World Cup champion. This is the first, isn't it? It is. It is. It is the first time it's ever been awarded, and um, yeah. you know, knowing these sorts of tournaments, uh, you know, it might not stick around afterwards as well so i know i mean it's well, we, we we make history indeed, indeed. i think we we got a very strong team our depth is good i think there are from looking at things there is such a good a good family that's mm. how i see them mm. very close knit family so that's that's great to see so so they're halfway there final question because i host the spin-offs food podcast as well oh I wanted to know because uh, Paradise and Sandring have just yeah. opened their pizza joint. Ooh. I want to know what you think about serving uh, curry on a pizza. Well, butter chicken pizza is a good one to start because that's Jimmy Neesham's favorite and I cook that for him. <laughs> so you're, 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 you're comfortable with the fusion? Oh, yes. Yes. Italians won't be, but I'm comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, that is that is Kit Pereira. Uh, go and check. If you've got any interest in coaching stuff, go and check out Life Through Cricket. Uh, thank you so much for your time this morning. Thank you. And, no, it's and been a thank pleasure. Thank you so much for coming in. Excellent. Thank you. Kia ora. Justin Giovanetti here, and I'm the political editor at The Spinoff. This podcast, like so much of the work we do at The Spinoff, is made possible by the support of our members. To find out more about The Spinoff members and how you can help us keep producing quality, independent journalism, visit members.thespinoff.co.nz and do it today. And that was Kit Pereira, uh, and fascinating dude. I feel like I'm already better at cricket. I feel like I'm already better at life. That... That philosophy thing, I think, um, is, is a big part of all sport, especially high-level sport. But there's something unique about the mental side of cricket, I reckon. Cricket mm. and golf. Mm. Mm. Beautiful. Beautiful stuff. Um, that was uh, that was the offspin for another episode. We're going to be back next week to recap the first New Zealand versus England game. Brought to you by the Bear Spot. Brought to you by the Bear Spot. Like to thank the Bear Spot. Like to thank Tina, our wonderful producer. Like to thank spin-off members for everything they do. Like to thank Kit Pereira for coming in and, and sharing with us uh, uh, all of his wisdom. And as always, I'd love to thank Simon Day for this magnificent idea of a podcast which is going to ruin our lives for the next month. It's, it's just like training for if you ever have children, Alex. <laughs> Honestly, the the next six weeks are going to be very similar to the first six weeks of having a newborn. Great. That's, I'm looking forward to it already. You know, you're not going to be able to work out whether you actually love or hate cricket. It's the same sort of feeling you have um, with a brand new baby. Cool. It's cool. Pink Cola. Final sh- shout out to uh, Samuel Flynn Scott for our um, delicious Calypso Hello for lover. I'm Madeline Chapman, editor at The Spin-Off. 
If you have the means, consider supporting our high-quality journalism by becoming a Spinoff member. Sign up now at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. Kia ora e te iwi, te Ahe Butler here, podcast manager at The Spinoff. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spinoff member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spinoff Podcast Network.